Well, I'm uh, I'm back after a, after a spell at the airport, showing off, sending off a good friend. I'm now back with the with the lovely yet strangely formidable Liz M Lambert. Is that right? That's true. This is John That's L true, John. Ansel here okay. talking for the Liberty NZ. My second name, less yeah. said the better. Well, it's, okay. Len- it's Leonard actually, I don't like oh, it, I've never liked it. Nice. I've never liked it. It's strong, Leonard. We were going to come to the point real quick, weren't we? Because right, we, we only had limited no, time. Yeah. But I'm not one I'm good at that either. What's your, also, what's the M then? Mary. Mary, that's yeah. much more regular. Right, so Liz, um, what are we going to talk about? I know what I'd like to talk about. Um, I'm somewhat known for association with the issue of, you know, treaty, treaty matters and things. I'm a little bit interested in why we've got two Maori flags flying and uh, no New Zealand flag except a white flag with a small New Zealand flag inside it. I was also interviewed by Te Karare twice, asking certain questions that seem to be designed to portray me as, guess what, a white supremacist Nazi KKK. <laughs> where there seems to be a bit of an overlying theme, uh, almost a takeover theme here when I see sort of makeshift marae and things like that, of, of, consisting of good good new friends. Mm. But I'm just sort of wondering what's going on. You may, I think you have some some insight mm. into certain claims okay. by certain sure. by certain tribes. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is that um, they're making claims on the paper title, John, uh, which is different to the allodial title. The allodial title is the title. That people who are occupying or um, inhabiting is probably a better word uh, the, the land. Uh, originally, um, the 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 title, the paper titles were all uh, that that Maori got were all um, sitting on top of an, an allodial title, uh, an underlying allodial title. Anyway, I'm still. Would you believe? trying to get to the bottom of that word. I, 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 I pride myself on sort of studying etymology, but I, I, I just can't seem to do it. Just well, in a nutshell, elodial. Right. Well, there's a good, um, there's a good definition in the, um, in the Scottish Law Library. It's, a, it's land without a, a, a landlord. It's a, it's a jurisdiction-free piece of land. Uh, you are basically um, lord of all you survey on your own land. It's kind of like an Englishman's Homer's Castle, I see. which is Elodial. Anyway, I've been made aware that there are certain claims by certain tribes like Nati Tama, mm-hmm. which I find a bit interesting. Uh, somebody said that they arrived in Wellington in 1885. That's news to me because I think they were waved through by Te Rapraha and then went on and uh, ethnically cleansed the Nati era in Wellington and then off to the Chatham Islands with Nati Mutonga to commit the uh, biggest genocide per capita probably in the world's history or thereabouts but they claim that they own uh, the parliament grounds i would have thought they were they had gifted it but you have again a, a perception on that well i think that all of the claims of all of the different iwi who are putting their hands up uh, they are actually um it's over overridden by uh the settlement uh, there's, there was a, I think it was Te Atiawa, um, uh, settlement uh, back in, it will be under, um, I think Te Atiawa Claim Settlement Act, I'm not sure what year it would have been, but that overrides all of the claims to uh, so-called um, land which is not owned, 
personally by um, various people. So um, that's now, and there are some family uh, claims uh, here. They are Rangatira claims. You know, you're talking about Te Rapraha. There was uh, nine tribes with, uh, sorry, nine iwi and Te Rapraha were on Kapiti Island when they sold uh, from south of Patea right down to the first two, the first third of the South Island. Uh, they sold uh, to the New Zealand company. Well, I am, I'm aware that the New Zealand company had to buy Taranaki three times, or the state, the Crown did, to fulfil all the claims, so they sort of paid them all off one, one at a time. Surprised to find there were nine iwi on Kapiti Island. Uh, I thought they were Ngāti Toa, but uh, yes, they probably... They, they, I know they, they had uh, fights between and then make-up sessions, and so it, it maybe... That's where you say the tenths came from. The tenths, yeah. Those, those were a tenth of the whole deal was handed back to the Rangatira. Okay. And it wasn't it wasn't the people as a whole, but the chiefs. Just the chiefs and their families, and they were to hold that. Uh, and it was Central Wellington, basically. Yes, I, I know rather cheekily they are occupying. Uh, Shelley Bay in yeah. Evans Bay, where, funnily enough, I happen to know that Naitahu used to used to live in the, I think, 1700s before they went and uh, essentially ethnically cleansed the South Island. But now the supposed Taranaki Whanau are the supposed Mana Whenua of Wellington, which is a bit of a clue in the name there that uh, they were not the Tangata Whenua. They, they cleansed the Tangata Whenua and they included, uh, I think, Ngāti Tama, Ngāti Mutonga. One of those tribes blew their entire settlement, I think 14 million. But I'm not here to gloat about that. I'm just interested to know about this claim that Ngāti Tama own Parliament grounds. It's, it's turning into a bit of a Maori Game of Thrones, quite frankly, John. It's a, it's a shame. I think it has uh, cast a bit of a blight, but we hope um, that everything will um, settle now. We've had such a great victory today about the mandates uh, in workplaces and uh, people will feel light-hearted about that, I think, and not so um, not so much under pressure uh, to to um, bitch about land. Uh, yes. Because it's really, this piece of land is, is insignificant to the land that we will uh, get back out of the Crown under a low deal anyway. Now, I'll play the dummy because I am. I haven't been keeping up. You have said that there's been a magnificent victory. I'm aware of one in respect of the army and the police. Lo and behold, there's a non-corrupt judge lurking somewhere in this in the premises here, over there, over the road at the High Court. Is it just confined to the army and police? Or, tell us about it. It's everybody, because um, it's, in, it's basically uh, the same judge as was in the No Jab, No Job case that Sue Gray pursued. And you remember I was talking about page 11, where he talks about it's definitely coercion, and then he sort of bypasses it because there was a whole lot of other rights claimed. Uh, sorry, there was a whole lot of other um, breaches of the Bill of Rights Act that were claimed under that, and it kind of got um, taken out of the context of the workplace. But this has been squarely put in the context of the workplace. So please sum up. I was I mean, various rumours that the whole of the child mandates are, are, have been. Null and voided, but is that is that happening? What what is the extent of today's victory? Well, today, I mean, I'm I'm doing Section 83 with a whole lot of workers and in, in many many different workplaces. So
so for example Fonterra right we've been saying it's a breach of contract that it's a breach um, uh, <clears throat> it's coercion which breaches uh, section 10 I think of the of Bill, of Bill of Rights Act or section 11 and um, and uh, that of course it must be illegal right and that's what we've been saying so now we can go back to them on Monday and say right it's illegal what are you going to do about it because it's very very clear now that the, that it's in the case of the police and the, and the defence force it's I've actually got section 83 um, workers in the defence force civilian workers in the defence right. force so what you're saying is the judge would I be putting it in correct language has created a precedent uh, with the police and the army workers that you are saying uh, will now be extrapolated to include all workers. It must be. You're it saying must it must be. be. There's no difference um, because the Bill of Rights applies to all New Zealanders. And will the government, do you think, appeal? Is there some way that they could reverse it? Uh, well, the people who would be appealing would be the, um, the, empl the police employers and the... Um, and the uh, defence force employers. It's against, it was yeah. against the employers, you see. Yes. Oh well, you're confident, so Absolutely I'm confident. confident. I'm also aware that you've got three minutes to your next Zoom course, so I should get you give you some time to freshen up for that or whatever you need. Oh, but yeah. thank you very I'm, much. I'm sat here in, uh, a, in a director's M. chair next to the uh, next to the yeah. charging unit. So, so that's where it's all happening. Atmospheric. Yeah. Atmospheric. Yeah. We're at a charging station, one of two. This whole place is just brilliantly set up. There is so yeah. much initiative being shown by New yeah. Zealanders. Oh, another this. great thing about oh. today's judgment: the other bill of the other um, section of the Bill of Rights Act that was uh, found to be breached was the religious. Yes, I heard that. Yes, that was a fantastic victory. In respect of the use of uh, fetal cells. Cell and, tissue. Uh, yes. Yes. And the other thing was that. Um, the uh, the other part that they had to it was that Maori were extra disadvantaged, and that was uh, that was found not to be the case. So yes. it was a it was a fair, a good and fair and well uh, well thought out judgment, and I'm extremely happy with it. Well, that judge is uh, is a hero because he runs, it seems to me, counter to the general trend. Well, you know, the court's just over the road here. Yes. So, I mean, he can't but be... Yeah. be and, oh, yeah. and, and the chaplain for the Defence Force um, spoke before from the steps, very, very good. Really? And said, um, you know, it was a victory for uh, just um, um, justice um, in law. Uh, uh, you know, justice for you know a yes. lawyer that was had a sense of justice, and courts that had a sense of justice, and for the social pressure that's put on by the um, camp here. So you know, the two things together, which I thought would be the the clincher, were the were the freedom, uh, were the convoys, the freedom marches, the sieges, which is the social pressure, plus a well argued uh, employment law case. Does this mean that a lot of policemen will be getting their jobs back? Yes, it does. It does. Now, that but can cut both ways they, they for us, can't it? They <laughs> haven't, hang on, they haven't actually been sacked. They had them all on suspension. They were playing very safe. I have ta I talked to their, to their bosses, excuse me, to one of their bosses. Because, uh, as I say, I've got um, a number of civilian um, defence force people on Section 83. We had a meeting 
they were supposed to, I put it to him, what the arguments were. Uh, he said, well, I'm not a lawyer. And I said, no, you're not. And so I won't insult you by saying, you know, giving this to you and expecting you to um, to understand it when you, you know, you do your job, I do mine. So I said, I think it should, I should talk to your lawyers. And, uh, and they agreed. However, uh, they didn't get back to me. So I don't know whether they took it into consideration and had a darn good think about it. But they will not be appealing it, it's my belief. Great, and thank you for all you probably did to help bring that about. Well, I uh, hope I did. Yes. I hope I did. Yes, I put almost some certainly. Stuff to, I, I put some stuff to them that hadn't been put um, by any lawyers that I heard of anyway. Anyway, ding, seven o'clock. Next. Seven o'clock. Off Next you time. go. Thank you, Liz Lambert. Thank you very much, John. Okay.